everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Medici Murgatro. Ooh, that would be a great name. There's a oh. there's an alliteration there. Kimberly Medici Murgatroyd. Who knows? Maybe I am a Medici. Maybe you I have nine percent Italian in my 23 and me. Maybe it's maybe it's a Medici Italian. And for those of you that don't know, the Medici family is basically the family that's created this beautiful city that we live in, in Florence, Italy. But this is not why we're here. Well, they didn't create the city. I'm going to correct you on there because some historian is going to do it. They didn't create the the city, but what they did do is they sparked the Renaissance with what they, they kind of, I don't know, led the city into the Renaissance, which is very good because most of the art history innovation came out of that period in the 1400s. Isn't there a series on the Medici? What's that on Netflix? There is a Medici series on Netflix. The first season was good. Second was weird, but third is it got good again, but that's not why we're here, but we are here to talk about the Medici effects, which has almost nothing to do with history. So don't tune out because we're not going to be talking about history. We're going to be talking about one concept that the Medici family used here in Italy to create the Renaissance. The Renaissance. So the Renaissance for people that have heard about it and you think it's just like a type of art, the Renaissance was a period of time in history in Florence, Italy, where the greatest thinkers, artists, poets, innovators, Leonardo da Vinci, Botticelli, like all of the names that you know came out of Florence at this particular time period, but they were all in different areas. And we have one building in Florence that I don't know the name of it. Lauren, don't kill me. She's probably told me a hundred times. She's our art history teacher. But we have one particular building that is dedicated to all of the guilds. And all of the guilds were under this one roof. So the guild would be like, what do you call it in the in the States now? A union. A union. So think of it as unions. But you would have the lawyers, you'd have the doctors, you'd have the sheep herders, you'd have the goldsmith, you'd have the 
bankers, you'd have like this massive variety of artists and business people. And all of the guilds were within this one like building. And so now when you walk around the building, you see all of the guilds have like a piece of artwork, a statue that represents them. And that is what the basis of the Medici effect is, is taking all of these different guilds and let me give, let me give lanes a, of business. Let and, me give and a let me give a one. proper definition. Okay. So um, did I just f that up? Is that what happened? You there? didn't you didn't f it up, but but it's probably easier to to read, read it, it out ex- of the book <laughs> to read it exactly as it's intended to be. Bear with me while I read this to you. It's not long. The Medici effect is breakthrough is where breakthrough creativity happens at the intersection of different fields, ideas, people, and culture. So I'll, I'll read you an excerpt. I did a pretty this, good job there. Come on. The central tenet of the Medici effect is that diversity drives innovation. So this author, his name is Franz Johansson. Franz shows how and why combining ideas from different fields, disciplines, and industries and cultures increase the probability of inventing something remarkable. So here's the, here's the crux of it. He was able to show that once we train ourselves to step back from our habitual way of viewing concepts linearly, one directionally, and in black and white, we're able to see that intersections exist everywhere. So what does that mean? So I want you to visualize a flashlight that is, you're holding a flashlight with your right arm and it's pointing out like a bat signal beam, okay? Now I want you to imagine with your left arm, you're holding another flashlight that is pointing the same beam at a wall, let's say. Now imagine that those two lights are intersecting that beam together. So they're they're coalescing, they're combining, they're coming together. Now think about each of those particles in those beams as all of the things that you know, and then think of the same light on the left with all of the things that somebody else knows. So let's say that on the right-hand flashlight, there's a lawyer and he's got a bunch of stories that he's learned by being a lawyer for 20 years and how he thinks about things, how he looks about things. And let's say that somebody on the left is an agricultural um, expert on how he you know, agriculturalizes crops or whatever. Did you just make that word up? I did. On whatever, on whatever they do. When you put those two people together, you wind up with innovation. So I'll give you an example. If you think about the agricultural thing, you'd be like, what the hell is a guy who is going, who is trying to have effective crops? What is he going to teach a lawyer? Well, if you really know much about agriculture, which I don't, but I, but I learned in this book, you'll know that they were one of the first groups of people to use technology at scale. So they were flying drones before anybody was flying drones. Why? Because they needed to fly above really large crops and try and understand them. They were using chemicals and formulas way before other people were doing it because they want to make sure that the crops are yielding good results. So the agricultural person can talk to the farmer about technology. You wouldn't think they could, but they could. The lawyer can talk to the agricultural person about negotiation and strategies. Maybe they're negotiating how much it costs to buy feed or whatever for their, for their cow. So when you are taking different disciplines, see, 
I, I remember as a chiropractor going to these chiropractic conferences and it was one big echo chamber. Chamber. It was, you know, the same story about how are you going to get new patients in? What are you going to say when, the, when you're showing the patients the x-ray? How are you going to build their, build their insurance? And wh- how are you going to overcome their objections? Like that's what every one of these events were about. But whenever I had a conversation with somebody who was completely outside of my industry, let's say the person was a YouTube expert. And he would talk to me about how he's getting brand new eyeballs locally in his community because he did a show and the show was only targeted towards people in the zip code and he promoted it on YouTube. And other chiropractors weren't doing that. So when you are having conversations with people across different disciplines, not only do you learn different things, you have very interesting conversations. So go ahead. Well, I was just, when you were saying that, it was bringing up um, memories of your events. So that's what's so beautiful about doing these experiential masterminds that you do is you're putting people together that otherwise wouldn't meet in a business setting ever. And they're imprinting off of each other. So for example... We did our first event and we had somebody come that was in real estate and buying houses and flipping them into short-term rentals like Airbnbs and stuff like that. We reached out and said, hey, we're putting together a list of everybody. What's your Instagram handle? He's like, I don't really use that. And we're like, okay. But he gave it to us and, and it all worked out. Also in that group were people who were let's call them online entrepreneurs, okay? Creating courses and having a big presence online, but taking what their expertise is and flipping it. From that mastermind sparked the house flipper that's doing short-term rentals to start offering and learn about courses, doing podcasts, and things where he could teach other people on how to flip short-term rental properties or whatever. I'm probably messing that all up. My point is he came in with one lane of business, got introduced to people doing online courses. You would think someone who flips houses and does short-term rentals and someone with online courses would have nothing to talk about, but they did. And so he began this entire program, course, coaching, everything, has now a huge online profile and creates hysterical videos about some of these these short-term rental properties he does. And he has helped so many people now acquire, flip houses, and create short-term rentals. On the other side of it, those people who were in the online space wanted to diversify. And so they got help from him to purchase their first short-term rental and get into the short-term rental game. So they're online doing other things, courses, but they wanted to diversify their income and got into real estate with his help. And so that literally is is this effect, right? Is this Medici effect. And what's so interesting about what you do, Rob, is you curate these groups and you put them together and you would literally think no one you got all these different people. Like even if you're going to a mastermind where everyone is in online business, that might be okay if you're learning specific things. But if everyone is doing the same thing, like you said in chiropractic, it's an echo chamber. You have to be exposed to CEOs who are doing capital raises. You need to be in, exposed to 
people who are creating super successful YouTube channels, maybe, people flipping real estate, people who are in finance. Like, that's where the real innovation happens. And it's not just, so do you use hashtags or, you know, what's the next, you know, way you you you, you spin a reel on Instagram? Like, that's where that real innovation happens. And that's what happened in the Renaissance in Florence. And that's, that's why there was a renaissance. That's why there was a renaissance. And that's why we have some of like, if you really- Because think I, about it. If you just had a bunch of artists who only got together and talked about art or a bunch of lawyers and only got together to talk about lawyers, you would have a very different city than you have right now where there were so many different industries that were coalescing together. That's why you, you see- You a very different world. That's why you see artisans here, not yeah. just painters, not no. just sculptors, but people who are- who are creating your shoe by hand, who are painting, who are sculpting, who are uh, lawyers. Banking was invented here, right? Yeah. When you go into, let's say, the Leonardo da Vinci Museum, and yes, he painted one of the most famous paintings, but he also invented a ridiculous number of inventions that are still used today. Things like a wheel or what, you know, like you go in there and you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe all of these things came from this one man in this time period. And then we did the medical, all the medical things that we saw in the apothecaries. And, you know, it, like you said, banking was invented here. It's crazy to think that, but it happened because all you had all of these minds together discussing and communicating with each other and inspiring each other to look at things from a different perspective with a different with a different thought process you know and i think that's so and you i've never heard you say that before but when people go into you know chiropractic events or online business events. It's literally an echo chamber of everything. With with slight differences. With, a little somebody, bit. somebody will a say, smidge. oh, on on the when the new patient comes in on the first day, I actually say it this way. But it's not innovative. No. It's nothing dramatically different. So okay. So now now you get the idea of having the diversity to drive innovation. And this is important. It's not just diversity for diversity's sake, for it to be interesting. It's diversity to drive innovation. And because of where we live here, it attracts a diverse group of people. So in other words, I'm not surrounded by chiropractors. We'll continue on this example. I'm not surrounded by chiropractors here. I'm surrounded by people who have one thing in common. They wanted to leave their home country to live in this city. That is the commonality. But the background of each person who does this is completely different. So we're so fortunate to be in a school where there are people in the, from the entertainment industry to the, to religious industry, to lawyers, to CEOs. I mean, it, it's just, it, as many industries as you can think of, that's as many people that are here. There's no one thing. So what that is leading to is conversations at dinners were, were pretty social with this group, which I, by the way, I've never gone out we ever. Have, we with have one, never been social. One, I've never <laughs> gone out with one parent ever of a child at my school ever, I don't think, or maybe once or twice. It's not- In the a, history of the kids. It's not a lot. And here we're doing it like- <laughs> Every week, week. Weekly. And we are having conversations that are so interesting 
and with like, it's literally like, I feel like I'm doing like a mini mastermind every time I'm doing dinner because everybody is so diverse. We're like, you know, like last night at dinner, I'm like, okay, well, this one actually falls in your category because you're 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 the religious one in the group. What's what's your take on this? Oh, this one is actually for you because you're the titan of industry. Oh, you know what? This one, how do you look at this from an entertainment perspective? It's literally listening And Rob to and this, I are just sitting there going, what is our purpose? <laughs> to this collective yeah. of people who have these interesting things that come out. So here's the, here's the uh, this one's a short and sweet podcast. The book is called The Medici effect. I've not finished it. We haven't finished it, but you, but we're but living co- it. We're, we're literally living. living it. We're living it. And so the point is don't surround yourself with just people like you. Welcome the opposing view, as my husband says, and welcome and learn from people in other industries as much as you possibly can, because that's where the innovation is going to spark. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to be a part of one of these masterminds that I do, we do around the world, we have another one coming up in Dubai at the end of the year. And if you're listening to this and you're really feeling sassy and you want to join us in Florence and Amalfi, Boy, do I have a mastermind for you. It's the highest level mastermind I do. It is a platinum mastermind that will basically be all about everything we have talked about in this episode, putting a bunch of different industries together, having a great time, getting out of your day-to-day, away from your problems, and creating some innovation in your life and in your business. Go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com. I did that pretty well, didn't I? That was pretty good. I had no scripts. That, that was came, pretty good. That came right out came of me. came right out of you. Came right out of me. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.